have a role in success. General intelligence, practice time, and skills specific to a particular field. Others had argued for the importance of each of these factors. It was the combination of the three that was novel. She had already taken her theory for a test drive and found some supporting evidence. College-level musicians scored higher on all three factors than high school musicians, who were presumably less expert. They outwitted them on the IQ test, more successfully picked out changes in tone and rhythm, skills specific to their area of expertise, and had logged significantly more practice hours. But could her theory account for the abilities of a child prodigy, one of those rare, preternaturally skilled, scientifically befuddling children who often outperform grown-up musicians, artists, and mathematicians? Joanne thought Garrett an earnest, wide-eyed guitar phenom, would need an outlandish IQ and a masterful ear for music to make up for his relatively few years of practice. Over the course of two days, Joanne gave Garrett an IQ test and a music aptitude test. Whenever there was a break, he bolted to his guitar to pick out a tune. Eventually, Garrett asked to go to McDonald's. His timing wasn't great. Garrett still hadn't finished the memories section of the IQ test, but Joanne had three children of her own she knew when to quit. She and Garrett, along with Garrett's mother, Sandra, drove to get lunch. During the short trip, Joanne mulled over Garrett's test results. This kid was even more of a mystery than she had realized. Garrett had scored in the upper echelons of the music aptitude test, detecting changes in tone and rhythm with more accuracy than almost all of his age mates, just as she had predicted he would, and he knocked the socks off the memory portion of the IQ test. He thundered through digit repetitions on his way to scoring in the 99th percentile for this section, despite having gotten tired of the testing and wrapping up early. But the rest of Garrett's IQ test results wasn't exactly what Joanne had expected. He did well, to be sure, There was no question that Garrett's general intelligence score was well above average. But it wasn't one in a million. He had a very high IQ, but it was nowhere near as exceptional as his abilities on the guitar. Without a truly explosive IQ, how is he mastering music with such unbelievable speed? At McDonald's, the trio ran into Sandra's sister Susan and Susan's son Patrick. Garrett's mother introduced Joanne to the extended family. Joanne said hello to Susan. The two sisters talked. The teenage Patrick grunted, but he never said a word. He occasionally flapped his hands. As Sandra later told Joanne, Patrick was autistic. Joanne's mind began to spin. Did Garrett's talent have something to do with his cousin's autism? It was a peculiar idea. Garrett didn't have autism. He didn't appear to have any of the typical symptoms. You could have scoured the academic literature on child prodigies, what little there was of it in 1998, without finding any suggestion that autism might lie at the root of the kid's abilities. But Joanne had seen it for herself. In the fluorescent light of a hamburger joint, two cousins, two biologically related children, stood side by side, one courted by the press for his musical prowess, the other struggling to master daily living skills. By better understanding one child, could you help the other? Fast forward 18 years, and Joanne has tracked down dozens of prodigies, 
To date, she's worked closely with more than 30, the largest research sample of these rare children ever created. Their stories border on the fantastic, a two-year-old who loved to spell words like algorithm and confederation, a six-year-old painter captivated by Georgia O'Keeffe, a seven-year-old violinist with a powerful benevolent streak. Joanne and her daughter, Kimberly Stevens, wrote the scholarly papers that stemmed from these encounters, but as the research advanced, they, here and after we, realized that the relationship between prodigy and autism had implications that went far beyond an ivory tower debate over the source of extraordinary talent. Thus, this book. To explore the prodigies' lives and examine the underpinnings of their abilities, we draw on Joanne's years of research, dozens of interviews with the kids and their parents, media accounts of the children.